coming for that number one spot. All right. Rappers swearing they on top. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But I'm coming for that number one spot. All right, man. Scheme, scheme, plot, plot. Say what? I'm coming for that number one spot. Hey, keep it going, it won't stop. What you doing, man? I'm coming for that number one spot. All right, and you are listening to the Dynasty Warzone. The people's dynasty and fantasy podcast i am your host at dff memphis and as the song said yes that is not the normal dynasty war zone entry song that is the song for a championship week kickoff we are all coming for that number one spot we're going to win the ship but before we get into all that i've got to introduce my co-host my main man the man of the hour the man with the power jerry sinclair at jerry sin dff on twitter jerry what's going on tonight you just gave me all the good juju I needed to win my championships with Luda. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we got more championship drops later in the show. But yeah, man, it's it's week 14. This is where the money's made. And don't kid yourself. It's nice to win the championship and put yourself over and pat yourself on the back. But I play for Benjamins. Stacks of them. Big, tall, fancy stacks of cold, hard cash. That's what it's all about. So we're going to get in to all of that here in just a minute but uh remember as always if you have uh, a twitter poll a trade question a start sit uh and you just want to retweet at dynasty warzone it's that simple um if you're looking for comments which i've been doing a lot today uh you can hit me up at dff memphis you can hit him up at jerry sin dff and uh remember the dynasty warzone is open 52 weeks a year now, Jerry, how does that sound to be on a podcast that's open 52 weeks a year? Uh, I love it. I like to listen to podcasts 52 weeks a year, so I don't want us taking a break either. This is, this is for the people, and it's for us, Randy, because this is fun to do every week. Absolutely, man. Uh, what's the old expression, iron sharpens iron? You know. And as the, uh, the creator of the Dynasty Football Factory, MG, Michael Going, said, like, and you referenced this last week, always be building. You know, my dynasty leagues don't take uh, weeks off. So we won't be, you know, there's a lot of podcasts that do, and God bless them. You know, they, they go on holiday, they go on breaks, and uh, that's cool. But Jerry and I will be here 52 weeks of a year. Believe it or not, I have a preemptive calendar already starting to line up and write in guests and topics and things. So we will be here all throughout the entire season. So, so make sure you subscribe. That way you won't have to look for new episodes or remember to download on Wednesdays. We'll just be here. But, uh, Jerry, before I get into business time, why don't you tell me how your 2018 regular seasons wound up? How many uh, leagues did you make the playoffs? How many leagues did you miss? Buys? Give me a quick uh, recap of Jerry's 2018. I did okay. Uh, My main dynasty, that one fell apart on me. I had Devonta Freeman. I had a couple other guys get hurt. So I I sort of blew that roster up once I realized I wasn't going to win the title this year sold them all off but i did i did good i think i got i'm in 14 leagues not counting the scott fishbowl which fell flat on its face with Le'Veon with the first pick and i made the playoffs in eight i made a couple buys um i took over three orphan leagues two of which i i sort of exploded and tried to just get young assets and i got the 101 and two of them all in all it was a pretty good year so i i fell apart in my main dynasty that means the most to me but then that that breaks my heart but everything else went really well for me randy did you break your heart on any of them uh no i i, I did pretty well I, I had 12 leagues total um I, I didn't really include some of the ones that are just like you know for free or redraft or for charity and things where i was just helping out but out of my 12 main leagues and i didn't it didn't include the scott fishbowl in the 12 main leagues uh i made the playoffs in nine of 12 I missed three. One is a dispersal rebuild slash orphan that I'm doing with the fantasy football fellas. Uh, missed my gym league, uh, which is free, so I'm, I'm kind of cool with that. And of the nine that I made, I had five buys, including my very first foray into Devi and my very first foray into IDP. So I had a pretty good year. Uh, but much like you said, you have your favorite leagues. And my favorite redraft league, so I got to tell the story. I did tell this on the Fantasy Football Fellas. Going into Sunday night, I was down 83 points, PPR league. 
and uh, a little bit slightly different QB scoring. But down 83 points, I had Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, and James Conner. I came out of that game with a 13-point lead, and uh, he could not get 13 points out of Josh Adams, so I backdoored the playoffs in that league, my favorite old-school redraft league. And then in the, uh, the world-famous GOAT League, I finished as the number one seed. That's my favorite dynasty league. I finished 12-1. and one. And I'm, 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 I, yeah, man, I, I caught lucky uh, on some of those down weeks. I, I still managed to play a guy who scored just less points than me. So 2018 was very, very good to me. But speaking of leagues, we're getting ready to tell these people how to get into our 2019 Dynasty Warzone inaugural listener league. But first, we got to take care of just a little bit of business. Then, on this day right here, we're going to start taking care of business. All right, time for me to tell you about our sponsor, gtbets.eu. It is officially football season. So head over to gtbets.eu for a sign-up bonus of 100% cash up to $500 on the first deposit and 50% up to $500 on the second deposit. Now, these bonuses are cash as opposed to free plays. There is also a favorite team points discount. For two teams in the NFL, two teams in college football, two teams in the NBA, and two teams in college basketball for the entire regular season. That's a free half point on two teams in each of those leagues. There's also live betting on every NFL game. And be sure to subscribe to the DynastyFootballFactory.com newsletter, which drops every Thursday for other amazing promotions from GTBets.eu. Thank you for checking them out. All right, thanks to gtbets.eu for rolling with Jerry and I all of the 2018 regular season. So, speaking of 2018, it's almost over. we got about 20, 26 days as we record this left in calendar 2018. Well, Jerry and I want to talk to you guys about the 2019 Listener League. Jerry, you fired up to have a Listener League? I'm super excited. Bring it on, suckers. Yeah, man. So, we've already got a few guys in. So, we tried this with like two weeks left in the preseason tried it and you just can't do that you know a house built on a shaky foundation will not stand so uh we saved the names so wise randy uh, is is that slang for being old as hell (laughs) i mean maybe but you know maybe since i've gotten older i just listen to it and take it take it in more often so so we we saved the names those that uh did what we asked to, for the initial Listener League back in August. We have their names. Those four guys are already in with Jerry and I. So uh, how do you get in there? And this is a dynasty league. This is not a redraft league. This is a startup with rookie picks and trades, and we're in this together. So how, how do you impl- enter? Real, real simple. Just go to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And in the comments, just leave your Twitter handle and or your email address so that Jerry or I can reach out to you. There's no screenshotting. There's no direct messaging. It's just go to iTunes, enter in your email address and or your Twitter handle, and wait for one of us to reach out for you. So um, if you've already entered or already done a review, listen, we super appreciate you. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to grab your girlfriend's phone. I need you to grab your boyfriend's phone. Grab your neighbor's phone, your kid's phone. Grab someone's iPhone or create a a Burner Jerry Colangelo iTunes account and do another five-star for us. We're trying to get our reviews up to get our listener base up even higher. So just go to iTunes, leave that five-star, and uh, we're looking for anywhere from six to 18 more people. If we do get 18, Jerry and I will each take an allotment of listeners, and we'll have two listener leagues. Uh, It'll be done on MFL, I will tell you that, because we will cover this in the offseason. I'm going to make my fantasy football life easy in 2019. I'm not going to have five or six platforms where I'm checking uh, various leagues. Jerry, how much of a pain in the ass on a one to 10 scale, how much of a pain in the ass is it to check like five or six platforms? I don't. So I'm going to vent for a second. I don't use fantasy apps. I just, I bookmark the links on my phone and I just go right to the URL because I don't like messing with the apps because it's such a pain in the backside to have several and that's the main reason for it. I hate it. It bothers the hell out of me. All right, back back to on track. No, I, I, I'm with you. So uh, n- next year, my goal is to have all my redraft leagues on ESPN and all my dynasty leagues on MFL. I know MFL is not perfect, and it's got its struggles, as a lot of things do. But 
So we will have an MFL Listener League. Um, what's going to be unique about it? Well, first of all, once we have all the entries, we're going to do a Kentucky style, a Kentucky Derby style draft order. So what that means is we put all of the, the owners' names in a random number order generator, and then the person who gets the 101, they get to pick their draft spot. If they want the 101, cool. If they want the 112, that's also cool. If they want the 104 or the 107, whatever, they get a pick. And we just go through there till every owner gets to pick their draft spots based on what's left. And then we'll do, we'll do the startup that way. I did two league startups that way last year, and everybody absolutely loved it. We'll cover that later in the offseason in the how to, how to build a startup. Uh, it will be super flex unless we wind up with 16, 16 owners because it's next to impossible to get a good super flex out of uh, 16 owners. Would you agree, Jerry? Yeah, it's too sweaty. You're, yeah. you're just picking scraps at that point. Yeah, man, you, uh, you're, you're, fighting, you're fighting like hogs at a trough over the likes of Mark Sanchez when he takes over for Colt McCoy. That's how bad it would be. So if it's a twelve, if it's a twelve player, it'll it'll be peep, it'll be uh, super flex. If it's more than that, it'll probably be a one QB with some extra flex positions. So when is the draft? Cool story. All those in the league will be notified by Tuesday, January twenty second, and we will release those names on the January twenty third Dynasty War Zone. The first round of the draft will be done live on this podcast, recorded on February 5th. It's going to take some finagling. Um, we did something similar to this back in the offseason on the Dynasty War Zone where we had guys like Sal Lito from the FF Funhouse podcast, the fellas, um, a couple other people jumped on, and we did a live 12-man mock draft. So that's one of the caveats. you got to be available to do the first round live. Uh, then after that, it will be a slow draft, Typical MFL, you know, six-hour window between picks, blah, blah, blah. We've all done them. And, uh, but that first round will be recorded live on the podcast, and you'll be able to hear that, I believe, if I remember correctly, February 6th. So um, lots of cool stuff uh, coming up with this Listener League. Will there be prizes? Of course there'll be prizes. Jerry and I are working on some, uh, some Dynasty Warzone t-shirts. Jerry, what do you know about a Dynasty Warzone t-shirt? Nothing, but I want to know right now. Uh, well, let me tell you, it's not going to be. I was wearing one right this second because I would look so much better with one on. You, you know, it, it makes you look more handsome. That's a, that's science. <laughs> Absolutely, that's science. Listen, the, wife, the wife is pregnant with twins. If I had one of those, it might be quadruplets. You know, I'm just saying. You know, you might have another kid by the time you have these two, and you put that Dynasty Warzone T-shirt on. We're not talking those hard beer t-shirts you get at the local bar that the you know the, the beer tub chicks throwing across the bar we're talking about those nice like our friend kenneth cashman over at rotoware they make those real nice you know tri blend so that that's something that we're going to work on in the off season as well and i don't know that we'll ever sell them i mean if there's a demand for them i'll, I'll sell anything but initially they're just going to be for listeners it'll be giveaways and, and remember, even if you don't make the league, if, if we get more than 18, which would be fantastic, it would be an absolute huge win for Jerry and I to get, you know, 20, 25, 30 uh, reviews for the show. Um, we're still giving away that one-year membership to FF Statistics, and that's going to be given away also in the month of February. That's courtesy of my friend Addison Hayes, at Hayes underscore on Twitter, and the FF Statistics Twitter handle is at FF underscore statistics underscore. They like them some underscores over there, FF statistics. So, man, that's the Listener League, Jerry. So what are you looking most forward to out of the Listener League? Uh, beating Josh and beating you. Josh, one of the listeners that got him from last year, he's a Packers fan, at Scotty Josh on Twitter. You know, there can only be one NFC North champion, so I have to make sure it's not him. And obviously I have to beat you so that I look better in front of all the listeners. So the, that's, that's what I'm going for. Uh, big, big bill to fill, sir. Uh, the same. The biggest thing for me is to have more interaction because my favorite thing about being in any dynasty league is the group feed and the group chat. Uh, I've been spoiled. I've been part of the goat league, which is this thing's nonstop. This thing's 365 days of the year. We're always arguing the, the merits of Baker Mayfield or Derrick Henry or, or somebody, we're talking trades, and that's exactly what I want for the Dynasty Warzone Listener League. I want to be interactive with you, uh, you know, 
Jerry and I, you know, we, we jumped into this podcast thing late in August, and Jerry and I are yet to be in a league together. So uh, those are all things that I'll be looking forward to. But look, look, get in there, get your review in, get your name in there, and I will be checking this daily. I'm a bit obsessive compulsive as it relates to numbers and stats and, and things like that. So we'll be reaching out as we get them. So, all right, that is the Listener League. Uh, Jerry, you ready to cover the news? Yeah, I, there was actually a pretty big event. I don't know if you heard about it, but I'll, I'll let you lead up to it. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's kind of a, a, I don't say a dead subject, but it, it's been beaten to death. But uh, Kareem Hunt, former running back of the Kansas City Chiefs, is uh, now got the same number of NFL paychecks as Jerry and I, as he is a street free agent. Uh, it kind of sucks. Uh, I'm not going to get in. I'm not, <laughs> I hear you. I'm not going to get in, 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 into what happened. I can tell you he's a jackass. There's no excusing it. There's no mitigating it. There's no justifying it. Um, whether it was a man or a woman, you know, it's 2018. And don't act a fool. Don't act a fool, man. Keep your hands in your pockets. And, and people are going to say mean things. People are going to do bad things. But you know what? I'm moving past that. Uh, I'm here to tell you about the fantasy implications. I will, st- I will start with this. One, this is one of three incidents the NFL is investigating as it relates to Cream Hunt. There is one of, in, going back to January, this one in February, and then one I believe it was either June or July. Three incidents that they're looking into. Obviously, he's not going to be playing football the rest of 2018, and I'm not even so sure that you're going to see him in 2019. I think he resurfaces eventually. He's still young enough, talented enough, and cheap enough that someone's going to take a shot on him. I mean, hell, the Redskins took a shot on Reuben Foster. So he'll wind up on a team, but... Jerry, what are you doing with Kareem Hunt? Are are you buying, selling, or holding? I, I honestly, I think you're good doing anything, because I don't know if he'll come back. Now I am of the belief that he will, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we just didn't see him. Like if he gets suspended for a year and then he ends up in a bad situation, who who knows? I mean, he was on one of the most potent offenses with a man in Andy Reid that just produces running back production who who knows how much of that was kareem hunt who knows how much of it was andy reed i love kareem hunt and i think he is super talented but randy i don't think you can go wrong with anything i think i am it depends on your team situation in a vacuum i'm probably just holding because some of the trades i've seen for him i think are just you're just trying to throw a few nickels and get him for as cheap as possible and that's i think that's just a waste but at the same time, if you can get something with a pulse, I'm cool with that too. I, it's it's a rough situation that I just I don't even want to try to predict what's going to happen because I think that's just foolish. I agree, and I, I'm going to relate it to something that we can all get behind. Compare it to Josh Gordon at this point. I don't know that you'll have to hold him as long, but if you were the kind of dynasty owner that could not stand the Josh. Gordon situation, then move your Kareem Hunt shares. If you're patient and you're willing to wait because you see the talent, you see the upside, and you you can your your personality fits that waiting mentality. That's cool. To Jerry's point, you know you never know, but but do what you want to do. I saw a guy right before the trading deadline in the league. The trading deadline was Sunday, right before kickoff. He traded Kareem Hunt straight up for Jordan Reed. Needed a tight end. He said, "I'm over this." He had a little bit of running back depth. He didn't care, and he moved on. Now, I don't have Kareem Hunt anywhere outside of one keeper league, which is on NFL.com, which that means it has to go. But you got, I'm holding. I, I'm, I'm a hold guy. I, I would just set him on the back end of my bench and, and kind of wait because the I don't want to overreact and give away value. Much no, like I think the Josh Gordon comp was perfect. It, it just depends on what type of player you are. Yeah, and, and, and you have to wait and, you know, see what the league – I think you'll get a little bit more clarification on this probably by the NFL draft. But uh, I will say in, in a subsequent move, the Chiefs were rumored to have bring in to, uh, to have signed C.J. Anderson, excuse me, but ended up signing an old friend, Sharknado West. So now in Kansas City you've got Spencer Ware, Daryl Williams, and the Sharknado. Jerry, do any of these guys uh, – are, are any of these guys starting 
in your playoff roster this weekend? I mean, Spencer Ware. I'm still going to throw Spencer Ware out there, but not Sharknado or anything. He's, I feel, you know, he's, like I said, anyone that is the running back in an Andy Reid offense, he produces. So if something were to happen and Shark West would be the guy, then yes, I'm throwing him in there. I'm just, I'm throwing in the Andy Reid guy. That's just, that is what I'm doing. It's the same thing with Shanahan in San Francisco. He just produces running back production. So you just, you throw him out there. A, a long That's... track record of it, too. You know, you mentioned Shanahan going back to Steve Slayton in 2008 in, in Houston and Andy Reid going clear back to Deuce Staley way back in his Philadelphia days. So, yeah, some guys do. The only thing I don't like about it is too many cooks in the kitchen. Now, the only way I'm playing any of these guys and the only one I would want to play is where, I agree with Jerry, is if I was the hunt owner. But if I was the non, like if I just had Spencer Ware sitting on the back end of my lineup, I, he didn't get me to this point, and I don't think he's going to get me yeah, over the edge. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not benching him for someone that got me there. Just it, you know, like in my main redraft league, not only did I have Kareem Hunt, but I also had pretty deep running backs. But my flex has been awful all year, so he's an easy throw in on my flex. All right, well that's enough about Kareem Hunt and his dumbass. Uh, Kareem Hunt, yes. stop being a dumbass. Hashtag talk to Josh Gordon. All right, so we're going to move on to the uh, the next bit of news. I think this was the second bombshell, and it kind of got swept under the rug a little bit with the Kareem Hunt news. But on Sunday, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers told Mike McCarthy this. And I bet you it sounded just like that. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> said, screw you, man. Get out of here. You're gone. He's going to be replaced by offensive line coach Joe Philbin, formerly head coach of the Dolphins. I don't know really if this changes anyone's value or upside in, in Green Bay, but Jerry, is, is there a head coach that you would like to see wind up in Green Bay? And, and if so, who is the most potential to bring fantasy goodness back to the Honestly. land of cheese? I don't, I don't have anyone specifically I want. I just want him to not make a stupid, boring hire. Some guy that's been, you know, in the league for 15 years. Give me something young. Give me something good. Let me see something. That's all I want out of the Packers. And, I mean, as much as it would suck for my Lions, I just – I like when Aaron Rodgers throws 42 touchdowns in a season. I like when Devontae Adams destroys it. You've got Aaron Jones coming up. you got Jimmy Graham on the team. Like – there's no reason that offense should not be potent week in and week out, and it's just not. And Joe Philbin, I really didn't want to hear your name anymore, but you know, I only got to do it for a few more games, I guess. But just nothing boring. Don't give me a – I don't want vanilla ice cream getting hired in Green Bay. Like, let me get some moose tracks or some Superman or s something along those moose lines. Moose tracks? Oh, man, got to watch out for that moose knuckle. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you there on, on that. Uh, the, the scary thing is, is I am not one of them. I'm neutral Baker. I'm not super pro Baker. I'm not really anti Baker. But Mike McCarthy has already been mentioned as the uh, potential head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And all I can tell, I don't have a sound effect for this, but if he winds up in Cleveland, all I can tell, all, all those fine folks that own Nick Chubb and Baker and Jarvis Landry and Joku would be wah, wah, wah. <laughs> So, sorry about your damn luck. All right, let's go to Pittsburgh. And uh, this, this one impacted me in a couple of my, especially my redraft leagues, James Conner. And if you saw the play, I instantly said high ankle sprain, just the way he, where he grabbed it and how he grabbed it. Initially, they said, no, 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 it's just a bruise. He'll be fine. And then it's, it's Tuesday, and he's already been ruled out for week 14 against the Oakland Raiders. Jerry, do you think we see James Conner again before the playoffs and – uh, are you riding Jalen Samuels into the playoffs? Uh, I am not sure if I see James Conner, but like you said, if you get ruled out on Tuesday in the NFL, something is not right because they will play games up until Sunday morning if they can. And with James Conner, it was clear they couldn't fake that. So they went, okay, no, 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 he's out. As far as Samuels, I mean, I'm putting a claim on him, you know, in a couple leagues, um, uh, several of my redraft, the one where I have struggling flexes, but, Am I super excited about it? No, Randy, I am not. Uh, you know, hey, on Yahoo, if you're playing in redraft leagues on Yahoo, he's got tight end availability, so that's pretty juicy. Just ESPN has been all the analysts, Barry and uh, 
what's the guy he does the podcast with? Field Yates. Field, They've been going yeah. in on Yahoo on that. But yeah, so if you if you need a tight end, that's pretty juicy in Yahoo leagues. But that's amazing. It, it's a cheat yeah, code. It's, right? a, it's a cheat code is, is what it is because the tight end position this year has been such trash outside of Ertz and Kelsey and Ebron and Kittle. So if you can throw in the starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers in your tight end spot, that's a that's a cheat yeah. co- that's a cheat code and a half. So we've already been talking about Jalen Samuels. We talked about Spencer Ware. What are those guys, Jerry? They're handcuffs. Would you agree? I would say they're handcuffs, Randy. Well, the guy that was the primary handcuff to Todd Gurley out there in L.A., uh, Malcolm Brown, he's done for at least the regular season with like a shoulder clavicle deal. It's John Kelly season. So if in your redraft or if he's available and he's not, I looked in all my dynasty leagues, John Kelly is owned. He was kind of highly thought of come draft season. He went real late in the draft, and he's been obviously stuck behind one of, if not the best running back in all the NFL. But if you're looking to handcuff Todd Gurley, uh, now's your chance to get John Kelly. Were you a John Kelly fan? I wasn't until he got drafted by the Rams. And then you see the workload that Gurley gets, and not that John Kelly would get that. I'm not stupid. Don't blow my mentions up. But he, he would get a big, juicy workload. So I rostered him a lot. And he is good. He's he's proven to be good in the little bit that he's played. So he he turned me a little bit in the preseason, as opposed to my college scouting where I was not – as high on him as everybody else was. Yeah, I, I kind of got uh, learned, if you will, on John Kelly back when friend of the podcast, Matt Waldman of the Rookie Scouting Portfolio was on. I, I read through his document, and then I read up on him. Uh, he's now with a – he used to be with Fantasy Guru. Now he's with the NFL, fan, like actual NFL.com, Graham Barfield. You know, he, do, he does some running back stuff. So that's where I got educated on John Kelly. But if you own Todd Gurley, it doesn't matter if it was the Easter Bunny backing him up. You want to handcuff Todd Gurley. We, we've seen it too, too many times. The next bullet point I got is Andy Dalton expected back with the Bengals in 2019. The reason why I bring this up is I fully expect Marvin Lewis to finally be gone. And if they actually get rid of him, and bring in a progressive young coach like a McVay, like a Matt Nagy. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Hallelujah. You, you, Hallelujah. You, you could just see the value. I mean, Andy Dalton was on pace for 30 touchdowns this year. So if you actually add an offensive-minded coach, get rid of Hugh, get rid of Marvin, get those guys the hell out of town. And, you know, Andy Dalton could end up being a nice little QB2 next, next year in Superflex if that were to happen. So that's why I bring this up. They got good weapons, man. They got Tyler Boyd. They got John Ross has shown flashes. Obviously, A.J. Green should be back by then. Joe Mixon goes without saying. So, a little bit of offensive line help, man. Andy Dalton could be a steal. You a Dalton guy? Uh, I wasn't, but he's got so many pieces, like you said, that it's just it's inevitable. He's not that bad. He's not as bad as people like to make him out to be sometimes. He just sort of poops the bed in big games sometimes, and that, and that and, goes a long way in perception. And by sometimes, oh, yeah. you mean every time in a big game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was you know, just in prime time, time, just against the Steelers, just those games. Yeah. And I did, and you know, and I didn't mean to call him a dog penis last week, but he does. You know, he's the red, he's the red rocket. Throw, he's throw a that in the Google machine. Penis. He let's, is a dog let's penis. Let's be real with people. All right, let's get away from Andy, dog penis Dalton, and move into <laughs> Stefan Diggs and his knee. So it came out Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it came out Sunday on on the pregame that. Stephon Diggs was going to miss the game with a bulky knee. He had been, you know, missed a lot of practice last week, and then all of a sudden, the last minute, he was going to go. And he ended up giving you right at 10 PPR points. You know, I think this is a situation you've got to monitor nonstop this week because he plays on Monday night. And unless you feel like rolling out um, Aldrick Robinson or who was the bust of a wide receiver that went in the same draft as Zeke? I'm drawing a blank here. Treadwell. Laquan yeah, thank Treadwell. you, Laquan. Unless you can roster one of those turdlets, I mean, I don't really know that you can. You know, you can do much with stuff on Diggs. Are, are you nervous? Or are you just going to watch the injury report like crazy? Yeah, I'm watching it until Sunday morning, and if I'm I'm sweating bullets, then I'm not doing it anymore because it's not worth it. Here's to hoping you have a bye week if you own Stephon Diggs, so you can you don't have to sweat it. But if you are sweating it, yeah. Keep an eye on it. Make sure you have a backup plan, my friend, because like you said, if you're stuck with turdlets, at least it's turdlets and it's not a zero. That's, I mean, it's better than nothing. Correct. And, you know, they're still fighting for playoff spots, so that gives me hope that he will play. He played this week. Obviously, it was a big game against New England, but just monitor that situation hardcore. And then going back to Cincinnati, A.J. Green, 
is done for the season. He's having uh, ligament surgery in his big toe and going to be out three to four months. Should be fine for next year. Jerry, where's A.J. Green's dynasty value? I feel like it's going to drop real soon, and I feel like he's going to be a good value going into next year in redraft and in dynasty. He's just, he's good. He's awesome. I don't understand. The problem is Marvin Lewis is, to get back to the ice cream analogy, he's like vanilla with freezer burn, and he's just he's ruining all the delicious ice cream that's in there with his freezer burn. And A.J. Green is the wonderful brownie that's at the bottom, and you just have to dig through all the crap of Marvin Lewis to get to it. Listen, I, I'm buying him next year. I promise you. In every league I'm in, I'm going for A.J. Green, it, especially if Marvin Lewis is gone because he's poop. But he's he's so good, and he just makes plays like it's nothing. I, I agree. And A.J. Green, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing this also in the offseason, our offseason trade targets. And A.J. Green will certainly be on mine because I just think, uh, as Bob Barker and now Drew Carey say, the price will be right. So let's clean this up. Let's get away from uh, all the uh, slanderous comments we've made about people and, and bring it back around to a guy who's been really classy. I believe he was a Walter Payton man of the year, and that's Greg Olson. He, he tore his plantar fascia in the center of his foot as, as part of this injury. I think he's done for a career. I guarantee you this guy's taking care of his money. He interviewed for the job that Jason Witten got, and I really wish that Greg Olson would have got that job. Maybe he'll get it in the offseason. And uh, I think Greg Olson, you know, you just lost him on, on your bench. So, Cyar uh, Nara, Greg Olson, what do you think? Uh, Greg Olson been good to you over the years? Yes, he has. I mean, he used to dominate the lines when he was a bear, but as far as fantasy, he was always so wonderful. He was one of those guys I always targeted. When everyone was taking Gronk super early, you could just snag Greg Olson a few rounds later and sit pretty at the position. One of the most underrated tight ends of the last half decade. Easy, if not longer. So, uh, Greg Olson, if you played your last game on behalf of Jerry and I in the war zone, uh, thanks for all the good years. And, uh, Speaking of Greg Olson, let's talk about one of his former fat teammates, and that's Fat Kelvin Benjamin. Got cut today. <laughs> got cut today Sucker. by by Buffalo. He uh, he's on the street. He's uh, he's currently teammates with Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin. I, I've never liked this guy. I liked him for a very short window. Uh, I I thought that he was going to come back from the ACL a couple of years ago and do big things with Cam Newton. Not so fast, my friend. I don't have any Kelvin Benjamin shares. Jerry, do you own any Kelvin Benjamin? Absolutely not. Absolutely. You are a smart I, owner. I was a fan when he was a rookie. I I was pretty high on him after he came out of Florida State. And it the, the one off season when he came looking like he just ate way too much. I'm going to go back to ice cream, Randy. Why am I on ice cream right now? Because you got a it, pregnant it, it, wife, Jerry. you got a pregnant yeah. wife who probably also likes ice cream. Yes, she does. Uh, so just, he ate too much ice cream that one off season when that one picture came out of training camp where my man looked like he was, you know, 325. Ever since yeah. then, it's just been a crash and burn downhill. Yeah. He, maybe his, uh, maybe his missus at the time was pregnant and they were eating ice cream, but a uh, mm-hmm. couple of quick bullet points about some running backs. The Houston Texans activated Donta Fre- uh, Foreman. I started to say Freeman. That would be Devonte Freeman, who's eligible to return at week 15, but this is Donta Foreman. Houston Texans running back, they did activate him. I think they'll work him in slowly coming off the Achilles, so just keep an eye on that. And then finally, C.J. Anderson, who was rumored to be signing with the Kansas City Chiefs, has actually signed with the Oakland Raiders. So now they've got like a four-headed monster thing going on in Oakland. Jerry, does this just kill the value of anyone in Oakland? Eh, were you really relying on anyone in Oakland? Just Jalen Richard and the Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, so I mean, not not much. I mean, I think that's just more of a headache there, honestly. Headaches and hassles. Well, listen, that that is the news. So Jerry and I, you know, this is we're going into week fourteen, and this is playoff time. And if it's not playoff time, you're in the wrong league. So this is week week fourteen, first week of the playoffs. So Jerry and I came up with a few questions that we asked each other, and now we're going to ask each other again. But we're going to ask each other again on air to benefit you, the listener. So my first question is, Jerry, are you concerned about Sean McVay backing down the workload for his studs, especially Todd Gurley? You know, he slightly tweaked an ankle in that Chiefs game. Looked like a million bucks against your Lions. Sorry about that. Um, 
Are, are you worried about a guy like him? Because he did this last year. He did this in the preseason where he didn't play any of his key players in any of the preseason games. Are you worried about come like week 15, 16, 17, him throttling these guys back? I am putting in claims for John Kelly this week. Uh, I So they're in a heated race with New Orleans for that one seed and the bye and everything. So I don't know if they actually will, but I am playing it safe and I am putting in for uh, John Kelly j- just in the off chance that he does. It- it's going to be tough to keep John Kelly out if they do sit Todd Gurley championship week. That I mean, that's going to be a tough flex option, but you know, I'd rather be making that decision myself than have someone else be making that decision to potentially backfire on me. I, uh, I agree. You know, he does have the bears this week. The bears are currently a playoff contender. Uh, leading the NFC North, as you're well aware. They do have the second-best rush defense in the land, and then they host the Eagles and the Cardinals. Now, maybe that Eagles game, and damn sure that Cardinals game, which would be Super Bowl week, I could see them getting up big at halftime, and that's where that, that's where I see the uh, the workload really cutting back. But you're right, until they have home field advantage locked up throughout the playoffs, uh, I, I would think that you're obviously going to roll all of your Rams, but keep that in the back of your mind. Be like Jerry. Go get you some John Kelly. So, Jerry, what was one of the questions that you asked me going into the playoffs? Mine was, do you have a backup plan if one of your players gets hurt or kicks someone in a hotel? Um, because it, if we have learned anything in the last week, <sighs> crap can happen. Life, life comes at you fast. I think it's an advertisement for, for somebody, a, a slogan. But, yeah, life comes at you fast. So, uh, you know, I do. Uh, in, in my main dynasty, I had Austin uh, Eckler behind Melvin Gordon, and that didn't necessarily knock the cover off the ball, but it's better than having nobody. Yeah, it, with certain guys, if you know that one guy, and if you had you listened to Jerry last week, by the way, I'm gonna put him over before we get to the bargain. Had you listened to Jerry last week and went and picked out picked up Justin Jackson, you'd be a happy son of a gun right now. But yeah, man, I I am, especially in like in redraft. Um, if you, I've got David Johnson in my redraft league, so I've got to claim in on Chase Edmonds. You you just have to handcuff your stud. So uh, my next question for you is how much do you trust guys coming off of injury now that you're in the playoffs? Uh, a couple of examples I had were Evan Ingram, who you know tweaked a hammy a couple weeks back, missed that game and this past week, and or Melvin Gordon. What is your level of trust? Do you just throw him right back in there like you always would, or are you a little trepidatious? What's going on with that? I think it depends on the player. In those two examples, Evan Ingram has not helped you out at all. So he can, he can rot on my bench if I even – want to have him melvin gordon you took him in the first round that's sort of you know what listen i'm rider riding or dying with you buddy so let's let's do it and hopefully you're good for me so i i think it's it's person dependent but i'm not it, it also depends on the injury too um but at this point if they're coming back you know you've had 13 weeks to see their situation so you know if it's good or not like donta foreman Sorry, Dante Foreman, you're, you're, I'm not dealing with you. No, I, I think that's right. And I like what you said there about what type of injury. Uh, a hammy, a reoccurrence is, is fairly high. That MCL, if the doctor says he's good to go, he's, he's good to go. And I don't think he'll play this week. I think the game against Cincinnati is very winnable, especially at home. But then again, I would have thought that when they played the Raiders at home. But I don't think they play Melvin. I believe the Thursday night game, not this Thursday, but next, is the the Chiefs and the Chargers. So I think that's the game where you see Melvin again. But, Jerry, what was your next question for me, sir? Do you risk it for the biscuit? Do you go with good matchups over, like, say, playing a better player? What What, what is your take on that? Uh, I, I know it's a bit of an antiquated theory, but I, I'm not setting – my best guys. Now, if we're talking about setting a guy like Matt Ryan for, you know, Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, I would certainly consider it. You know, um, we saw just this past week that Matt Ryan's not an auto lock. I mean, even someone who had three touchdowns in eight straight games like Andrew Luck wasn't even an auto lock. Uh, would I play Josh Allen over Andrew Luck? Nope. 
But would I play him over Matt Ryan? You, you know what? Yeah, I got to look at Matt Ryan's matchup, and I got to consider it. You know, Josh Allen's been rushing for a uh, hundred yards a game the last two weeks. He's been a top five, you know, fantasy quarterback the last two weeks. You, you got to consider it. So it's yeah, a tiebreaker. It, 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 yeah, it's it's. Um, what I like to do in situations like that, Jerry, is I like to look at if I'm a, like a big-time favorite or a big-time underdog. If I'm a big-time underdog, I'm throwing in Josh Allen. You know what? I need the upside. I need the 30 points um, that, that I've seen him give me. He gave me 26 and 28 the last two games. But if I'm a big favorite, I'm going to be a little bit more conservative, and I'm going to play the Matt, the Matt Ryan, who's probably going to give me closer to 15 to 20. And I, I know that I can count on that. So I guess that's how I would answer your question. And my question is very similar. Do you continue to ride the hot hand? And my example here is like Dante Pettis. He's had four catches in back-to-back games. He's had at least 77 yards in back-to-back games. And he had two touchdowns this past week. Do you, do you ride the hot hand over, like, say, a Doug Baldwin or someone of that nature? I, in that situation, yes, I'm definitely going hot hand. And – you know, with someone specific like Dante Pettis, man, Dante Pettis been good. The, the last two weeks, that dude has looked fantastic. Like, thank you, Matt Waldron. Yeah, it's I. I have a buddy uh, at Matty Ice T on Twitter. He was all on Dante Pettis, and I was not at all. And I decided to get a couple shares of him. And I promise you, I'm playing him in a playoff matchup this week. So, so to answer your question, yes, apparently I would ride the hot hand like Dante Pettis because I am. I mean, I'm a lot of the people. I, I would, I would much rather play Dante Pettis. And Doug Baldwin immediately popped into my head. Maybe John Brown. Maybe Michael Crabtree. These are just names that are popping into my head. Danny Amendola. These might have been guys that you might have been throwing vanilla out there. Names. Those are vanilla ice cream names. You yeah. want the, the moose tracks, man. <laughs> so Dante Pettis is officially the moose tracks of wide receiver threes this week. And then uh, my la- I'm, I'm going to hit you with some rapid fire. Are you ready for some rapid fire? Shoot. Would you play Josh Allen over the following list of quarterbacks? Over Kirk Cousins at Seattle. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Home against Philly. No. Uh, they got a beat-up secondary. Uh, Josh Allen or Eli? Josh Allen. Matthew Stafford? Yeah, Josh Allen. Sorry, Matt. Case Keenum. Who do they play? Uh, if memory serves me correctly, they play Oakland? Okay, I would go Case Keenum. All right, you're wrong. Uh, and then the last one, everybody's favorite. Everybody's going to like that one. Everybody's Cortland's, favorite. Cortland's coming on, baby. How, how dangerous do you feel, Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield? I, I'm i going Baker, man. I'm going Baker. All right, I'm going to agree with you. I, I've been filling in on the fantasy football fellas, and I said Baker was my stream of the week. The Carolina Panthers in their last four games, the Carolina being Baker's opponent this week they have given up an average of 23 and a half fantasy points to the qb position over the last four weeks so it's been a very lucrative matchup so i I think baker can get it done although i will say this about josh allen and we're going to move on to where we were right and where we were wrong we're going to look back at it but i'll just say this over the last two games he's given you about 100 yards a game that's 10 fantasy points before he throws his first pass before he throws any touchdowns before he rushes for a touchdown so remember if you're looking for a big upside, uh, a big swing at the fences, maybe you don't love it. You don't have to watch it. But uh, against the Jets, you could do a lot worse. So uh, a lot of love for Josh Allen and Baker this week. So, Jerry, you ready to tell these people where we were right and where we were wrong? I can do it, my friend. Let's do it. All right. I'm, I'm going to kick it off where I was right. And uh, Alex Collins. Now on IR with, I believe, a foot injury, and I was I was never on this guy. I was always Alex Collins as a jag, and I got so much pushback on Twitter. I'm like, guys, they're paying him six hundred grand a year on some kind of transition tag. They, they keep bringing Kenneth Dixon around. They bring in Ty Montgomery. They got Buck Allen. And now we got the Gus bus. So uh, I, 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 I was right, man. Alex Collins was a jag, a, a floater. I'm not going down that road again, but you know what I'm talking about. Jerry, where were you right? James Conner. I've been saying it since the start of the year. In case something happens to Le'Veon Bell, he's a top 15 running back. Proof true. 
He's been good. I mean, you know, he's hurt now and that sucks. But as far as looking back on the year, thank you, James Conner. You made me look pretty good. Yeah, buddy, he has. Well, listen, uh, I've uh, I've got to eat a little humble pie. So a couple weeks ago when he hung like a 35-point beatdown on you, I was like, David Johnson's back, and he's resurgent with Brian Leftwich. You know, it, it was just a couple of, of plays with, with uh, Chase Edmonds this weekend, but, you know, David Johnson has been right around nine PPR points the last three weeks, and that is just breaking your back. And the Lions, who were once a pushover, aren't quite the pushover they once were now that they got Snacks Harrison in the middle of that field. So uh, I don't think you can bench David Johnson because what happens is he puts up 38 points on your bench and and you're sick to your stomach. But sorry, David Johnson. I have to say this over the last three weeks. But uh, I'm not impressed by your performance. All right, Jerry, where were you wrong? Rashad Penny. Man, I just kept saying well they took a first round pick on him he's gonna eventually get a shot he's not i mean he's looked good in the little bit that he's played but so is chris carson and they're just gonna keep giving it to him and i really thought that was gonna be the rashad penny show in the pacific northwest and it's just it hasn't been i mean that was just there's some humble pie for you you know rashad penny is gonna make my off-season buy list with talk like that he, uh, I mean, he is, he is for he's me, had too, flashes. it just it sucks. I really thought he was going to be so good, especially when he got taken in the first round. You're going to have to be his Weight Watchers coach. You need to tweet at him. No, don't, no, I'm kidding. Never tweet at athletes. Don't be that person. No, that's uh, a cool move. Not, not at all. So the, the next thing where I was right was I said back on Friends of the Podcast, the Aussie guys, I went on their podcast during their uh, season kickoff show, and I said Dallas would win the NFC East. And uh, as of right now, they they are making me look very correct. And I love that defense. That was the reason why I picked them back in August to win the NFC East. I thought Philly would have a little bit of a hangover. Uh, new Carson Wentz was going to get off to a slow start, and he ended up actually missing time. So that was a good call by me. And uh, I won't name names, but I have a couple of Cowboys fans that uh, at that time of the drafting of Leighton Vanderash had to be talked off of the ledge because they were on it. And now, let's just say they're big fans of Mr. Vanderesh. So uh, I love that man. He uh, almost single-handedly has helped guide me to the playoffs in one of my IDP leagues. And, and Jerry, bless his heart. Bless his Idaho, Boise State heart. Jerry, wh- where were you right? Uh, actually, one of the first episodes I ever did with you, Andy, we did our little our preview of what we thought the season was going to turn out to be, and. I sort of went the same route you did with saying Dallas would win the NFC East. I said the Jaguars would not make the playoffs after making the AFC championship. They just, they played above their head too much last year. I've seen it too much with the lions when a bad team just plays really good and wins a bunch of games and gets on a run. Then the next year they come and they win four games. It's, I mean, that's, that's my life. That's my NFL fandom life. I knew it when I saw it and guess what? They look like doo-doo. Yeah, well, one where I look like doo-doo was uh, doubting Philip Lindsay's ability to remain healthy throughout this, you know, workload, uh, high-volume workload this season. I mean, the, the guy is, you know, like he's in, the, I believe, the top 15 in PPR running backs, and he didn't even start the season. The guy's 5'8 and a buck 80, but to his credit. Uh, That's tip, me. Huh? That's me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's not a big man, but you know what? He's got a beautiful, beautiful playoff schedule over the next four weeks. I believe, if memory serves me correctly, it's San Francisco, then Cleveland, then Oakland. So that is what they call cash money. So I was wrong on Philip Lindsay. I doubted him. I don't think he's the long-term answer there. Uh, I don't think Royce Freeman is either, to be quite honest. But as of right now, if I had to invest stock in one, it was Philip Lindsay, and I would have doubted that just three short months ago. So I missed the Philip Lindsay train. Jerry, where were you wrong? I missed Juju, and I missed Juju twice. I thought he was not going to repeat what he did, and I thought he would be a bust this year. And then I got back on the train after I was proven wrong, and I really looked into Juju this past week, and he struggled all week. I mean, he got you a little bit uh, with some, in a PPR league. But hey, Juju Smith, man, I really thought his ADP was just outrageous to start the year. And I was so wrong. He is just fantastic. Any dude that can take a ball 90 yards to the crib, you deserve to shut me up. 
that that might be the 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 name of this episode 90 yards to the crib uh where where i was right always like to go out on a high note where i was right uh kirk cousins sorry i know that was your gt bets pick of the week last week but kirk cousins uh he shrinks like uh like a teeny mate or a rinky dink or shrinky dink if you remember those back in the day you put them in the oven it got hot and they shrunk down from like a full size to like a miniature version. I mean, that's Kirk Cousins. When the game matters the most, and I can, you can go back to the Saints game this year, uh, this New England game. Uh, the Nebraska game in 2010 when he was at Michigan State. I'm, I mean, I'm bitter about that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that he and Andy Dalton were separated at birth, but I can't prove they weren't either. So I was definitely right about Kirk Cousins not being a, a primetime player. Jerry, where were you right? And then we'll wake up Lord Bigglesworth. Deion Lewis, you know, he, he, I mean, he's not been terrible, but everyone was talking like he was going to be a madman. And yeah, Derrick Henry's been just a dumpster fire, but Deion Lewis has not been that much better. That's what's crazy. I mean, you could have gotten Naheem Hines or Jalen Richard either for free or 10 rounds later and gotten the same production. Deion Lewis, it, it, it was that whole offense. He's, that boy was a product of the Patriots and he's okay. He's all right, but he's just a guy. And he was getting love like he wasn't just a guy. Well, then you can put me in the camp of those that thought he was going to be something. But, hey, we all make mistakes. So, listen, you ready to uh, fire up your, fa- your favorite Brit, Jerry? Oh, yeah. Here we go. And welcome to Overreaction Theater, where everything you observed deserves immediate reaction. Ah, Lord Bigglesworth. Jerry can give you his Twitter handle here in just a second. Uh, my overreaction theater is the Saints losing to the Cowboys. Those Thursday night games, they, they unless the team just sucks, they super favor the, the home team. You're walking into a primetime game, a solo game, a buzzsaw is what I'll call it. And that's exactly what the Saints walked into. So I'm not overreacting to that. I still think the Saints are the best team in the league. They're still my preseason, in-season, and current favorite to win the Super Bowl. So I'm not overreacting to that Saints loss at Dallas. Jerry, what are you not overreacting to? I'm not overreacting to that Saints loss either, but I'm also not overreacting to the disappearing act from elite wide receivers that we saw this week. Hopefully that it didn't cost you your spot in the playoffs because Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, and Juju to an extent, they just went bye-bye. I don't you know, I have Julio Jones in one league and it was like, I kept checking the score. Cause I'm not, I'm not a person that doesn't check the score. I check it. Like I'm addicted to it. Refresh, but, uh, refresh, yeah, refresh. Um, it's bad. And I just kept, you know, 1.2, 1.2, 1.2, 2.3. And then just, that's how it was. And I was just like, ah, come on, man. And but I'm not overreacting to that. You know, Julio's been on fire, Tyreek's on fire, Juju's too good. These are all good guys. These are aberrations and nothing to be worried about going forward. I would agree, and I would also lump Michael Thomas in there too. Yeah. Um, d- d- don't sweat it. Well, listen, you uh, you ready to go bargain shopping? Love bargain shopping, baby. I, I love it too. And if you'd listened to us last week, you, you'd have made out like a bandit because last week, like I said, Jerry recommended Justin Jackson. And I recommended Bruce Ellington. Now, Bruce Ellington, all he's done is he's been the guy to take over that Golden Tate role. What what evidence do I have to prove this? Just the fact that he's got nine targets per game on average over the last three games and an average of six catches. He's a PPR wide receiver 3-4. He's a safety net. I'm actually playing him, Dante Pettis, and I believe Sterling Shepard in a playoff game this week. I, I lost some guys. I lost Cooper Cup, someone else in this league. But uh, Bruce Ellington, but this week's bargain bin player for me is Jeff Wilson Jr. And I said yesterday on the Fantasy Football Fellas, that sounds like a NASCAR driver. Coming down the back stretch, driving number 42 is Jeff Wilson Jr. <laughs> but that's not who this is, man. This is Jeff Wilson Jr. He is going to be the starting running back for the San Francisco 49ers. And this is the kind of guy that it's worth a, a deep, uh, Hail Mary in Dynasty, although I think Jarek McKinnon and Breda will be back in 2019. But this is a block move in your redraft leagues. You may not need to start Jeff Wilson Jr., but you know who might? The Matt Breda owner, 
the James Conner owner. Yeah, the guy you're playing. The guy you're playing. So if you've got a couple of bucks of fab, if uh, you got waiver priority in your redraft league, Jeff Wilson Jr., even if you're not going to use him, block him and lock him up. Jerry, who is your bargain bin player? Block him and lock him up. I like it. Mine is Sharkandra Quest. Like I've said earlier, so I'm not going to get super into it, the Andy Reid running back always does good. And if something were, hap- were to happen to Spencer Ware or he struggled or he got hurt or whatever it may be, he kicked someone in the hallway, Sharkandra would be the guy. And he would be in my starting lineup if he was the guy. Uh, good old Sharknado. Well, listen, i got to get back to the DFS, darling. I- I've had two weeks in a row. Now, Case didn't kill you last week. Uh, Case was okay. But he kind of got game scripted out. My uh, where I was wrong, Philip Lindsay. You know he had those two rushing touchdowns. The defense played great. He did have one passing touchdown. He hit Cortland Sutton, but it wasn't what what I was anticipating. So I'm going back to a familiar well, and I'm going back to Naheem Hines. He is 5100 on Fanduel, and he's 4200 on DraftKings. We saw it again this week. He is the PPR checkdown outlet when this team is behind, and they're going to be playing Houston. They're at Houston, and the last time that they played against the Texans, you know, he, he only had nine catches for 63 yards and two touchdowns. So maybe the touchdowns aren't repeatable, but if, if you just throw those out, he still had 16 PPR points. And and I think Naheem Hines is going to more than return that investment of 5,100 or 4,200 on those two platforms. So, Jerry, who is your DFS darling of the week? We He's been getting all sorts of press today. Dante Pettis, man, he's... I mean, he looks like he's going to be the guy there, and he's looking like he's he's ready to take it now. He's 5,500 on FanDuel. He's 4,400 on DraftKings, and that is a steal. And the, the way he's scoring, the way he's explosive, he's just he's beating his guys like it's nothing. A uh, little bonus, Adam Humphreys, 4,900 on DraftKings. Throwing that out there because he was who I was going to originally pick, but he was pretty expensive on FanDuel. So on DraftKings, I go Adam Humphreys, but – or Dante Pettis. Hey, give me that 49er, man. The, uh, the rookie is stepping it up. We could do an entire bonus episode with, with me. And I'll tell you someone else who turned me on to Dante Pettis was G of the Aussie guys. He was a big Dante Pettis fan as well. But I could do an entire podcast on on my man love. But Dante Pettis will be at the top of my offseason buy list. Uh, we got to move over to the gtbets.eu parlay of the day. I am going with the Denver Broncos giving up six points at the San Francisco 49ers. This is just a team ravaged by injuries. And I, I think you can get a good game out of case. As evidenced last week where they gave up a bajillion points, I think Russell Wilson uh, completed 11 total passes, but four of them were for touchdowns. So no reason why case can't have a good game. Uh, not as confident as I was last week against the, the horrendous Bengals. But I am going to take Case and those Denver Broncos giving up six on the road at San Fran. Jerry, I, I by the way, I caught you because I believe you had Minnesota last week. Yeah, I had Minnesota last week. Uh, back to even. <sighs> well, I'm gambling again this week, Randy. Cleveland's been doing good. Carolina's been absolutely trash the last month or so. But this is a must-win game, and they got some. They got three division games after this. I'm going to take Carolina minus two at Cleveland. This could backfire as the way things have been going for me the last couple of weeks. I just, I feel like they're going to have to win at least two or three games to keep this thing going. And this is the easiest matchup they've got. They have to win it. So I think they're going to give it everything they've got. And I think they'll cover and win that game in Cleveland. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. We'll see where uh, the the Panther pride is because they're still on the hunt for a wild card in the NFC. Well, listen, that's the Week 14 preview. I I think we got it covered. We gave you some questions to ask yourself as you're going into Week 14, some decisions. But, hey, we obviously can't get to them all. So if you need our help, you just want your your poll or whatever retweeted on Twitter, at Dynasty Warzone. And if you want my or Jerry's help with that question, uh, at DFF Memphis and at Jerry Sin DFF. Remember, go back and re-listen to that Listener League segment so we can get you in there. Uh, super excited, man. Uh, I, I love interacting with you guys via the podcast, via Twitter. And I know Jerry does too. Jerry, any good luck or good wishes for these fine athletes before we uh, we shut her down? 
I got all the good luck and good wishes from the football gods down to all of you. Because th- this is one of those big weeks, whether it's you got two-week playoff matchups and you're on the back end of your first round, or you got six teams in the playoffs and you're on your bye week, or this is your last week of the regular season and you got a win to get in. I am wishing you all the good luck, and I hope all of your players dominate against the poop players you're playing against. That's right, and you've got the advantage because you're listening to Jerry and I. So on behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis, and we're going to play you a little championship, get your blood going, get you ready for the weekend. Check this out, and then we'll check you out next week. Thanks for listening. You are looking at what we have come to know as championship material. You know what I'm telling you? When I walk out here and tell you that I'm the world champion, you know what I got to back it up? I got this. <laughs>